Hi. Hello. <laughs> Why is this so funny? Cassandra's we're... hunched over like a troll. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny every time. Um, welcome to Ghoul Gals. Uh, I'm Cassandra. And I'm Julie. <laughs> and today we're talking about the country of Iceland. Ooh. I want to go so bad. Oh, me too. And actually, after my research today, it's like, I want to go even more. Yeah. <laughs> which is good. Same. Yeah. Same. It's nice. Yeah, that's one of my dream vacation spots. Yeah, and they're the first ones letting in vaccinated visitors, yeah. too. So Exciting. That's cool. That's us. We're both vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, vaxxed <laughs> and relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Thank Great. You. Um, okay, so we're just going to uh, dive right into it, and I'm talking about The Deacon of Dark River. That already sounds super creepy. It sounds like a novel, like a... Like a romance novel. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh, like a dark romance. Yeah. yeah. Um, I agree. Deacon, oh, the Deacon of Dark... What? River. River. Yep. <laughs> deacon of Dark River. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it's a good story. Uh- <laughs> Good. <laughs> I mean, it would have to be, like, elaborated on a little bit to be, like, an erotic uh, romance. <laughs> I mean, I know we didn't say erotic, but that... <laughs> it was implied. <laughs> An erotic thriller or something, you know, an erotic horror, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it's a good one, so I'm excited for it. Okay, so this is pretty much verbatim from... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Niceland.com, which is a great website. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh-huh. That's cute. Um, this is just so someone was is telling this story as it was told to them, so I just wanted to keep it as, as uh, original as possible. Nice. Okay. So, two weeks before Christmas, the deacon of Mirka, a small village in the northeast of Iceland, <laughs> rode his horse. Foxy. <laughs> Foxy the yeah. horse? Guess how it's spelled. Because F-U- you... Nope. No? <laughs> You're wrong already. <laughs> I've never been happier to be wrong. <laughs> it's spelled F-A-X-I. So I'm really glad that I looked up how to pronounce it because um, I would have just been like, Faxy. <laughs> Now, now I'm super nervous because most of my pronunciations I was winging. <laughs> yes. So, oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, I would have done, like, we usually just wing pronunciations, um, which is probably not the best way to do things. But um, with this one, you know, Icelandic words have a lot of accents and they have, have a lot of, like, letters that don't mm-hmm. appear in the English alphabet. <laughs> Uh, or not not even that. What is it called, the English? It's not the English alphabet. No. Is it the uh, Roman maybe? alphabet? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> we're obviously, Whatever. obviously, we're not, <laughs> we're not super smart. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we're not like experts <laughs> at pronunciation and languages, but also... We're not smart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Ooh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> Ooh, okay. So, uh, the deacon rode his horse, Faxi, <laughs> over to his girlfriend, Gutheran's farm, 
to invite her to the Christmas celebrations that would be held at his church, mm. which is very nice. That does sound very sweet. Yeah. Um, her farm was a bit of a journey from Mirka, just across the Horga River. <laughs> Horga Fuxy, it's great. I mean, I looked these pronunciations up, so <laughs> if I'm saying them wrong, it's not my fault. I didn't just assume. I mean, Horga looks like it's pronounced Horga, but, um... We should have a disclaimer before and after <laughs> every episode, like... <laughs> The pronunciations aren't going to be right. We are not linguists. We're going to offend a lot of people. (laughs) But just because we can't say anything correctly. And then on top of it, we say it with a Michigan accent, too. So it's, Mm -hmm. like, doubly offensive. Yeah. It's not fair that it's so funny. (laughs) Faxy. Faxy. Anyway. Um, So that December in Iceland had been cold and windy, as I imagine most Decembers are. Um, That's what it's like in Michigan, so I've, you know, gotta assume that Iceland's even worse. (laughs) Uh, The river was frozen and the ground was hard and brittle. As the deacon rode Fuxy to Gutherun's farm... (laughs) We can't laugh every time I say Fuxy. It's too bad, it's gonna happen. (laughs) It was as if his surroundings matched the warming of his heart with each stride. By the time he arrived, the weather was unseasonably balmy. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gutherun was excited for the celebrations, and they agreed that the deacon would come back and pick her up on Christmas Eve. So this is like a pre-Christmas visit, just a random visit. The deacon left his girlfriend's farm on a cloud, <laughs> with the steady gait of his horse gliding him across the mushy fields, which had thawed with the recent heat wave. Hmm. So just as a note, Icelandic horses are the only horses that can pe- perform at five gates. Most horses, <laughs> or I, I guess any horse that's not an Icelandic <laughs> horse, uh, performs at three gates, which is like the walk, the canter, and the gallop. Oh, so they have more tricks. So they have five speeds. Wow. <laughs> instead of three. <laughs> <laughs> Which means, um, I'm assuming it's just like a, a steadier increase. I, I'm guessing that's what it, I don't do horses. <laughs> you know, I'm not a horse girl. <laughs> um, I used to be when I was young, but no longer. <laughs> and I just liked drawing them. It wasn't. I don't know anything. There about wasn't them. knowledge that's I know been that, lost. Yeah, and I know that they're measured by hands, and that's it. Oh, yeah, I knew that too, because it's sea biscuit. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this makes them incredibly smooth to ride, even on rough terrain. Hmm. And experienced riders um, often show off by carrying a pint of beer while riding and never spilling a drop. That's fun. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, so this, so this is how um, the deacon's experience is okay. riding back to I was his, wondering when he said he was, town. like, gliding home, yeah. and I was like, that must be a metaphor, because there's no way that you're on a horse gliding, <laughs> yeah, but right. maybe. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Huh. Uh, so the deacon's ride was so smooth across the slushy ground that he didn't even have time to react <sighs> when the horse started crossing the Horga River and broke through the ice. No. Yeah. That's no good. Yeah. (laughs) It's very bad. Yeah. (laughs) 
The next morning, a nearby farmer saw a shivering horse <gasps> standing alone by the river. Foxy, no! <laughs> <laughs> the farmer recognized the horse as the deacon's. Mm -hmm. The farmer began searching for the deacon and found his corpse no face down in the water oh my gosh mm. he was just so happy mm -hmm. like literally floating on a cloud oh my gosh yeah uh the back of the deacon's skull was crushed in from banging against the ice as he fell into the river whoa yeah okay gruesome so he might have i hope he died before he was drowning i don't think yeah, i don't <laughs> think he end. like i don't think he died from the temperatures of the water or from drowning, I think he probably died instantly, I would assume. From an owie. Yeah. Yikes. Or at least went unconscious and then, mm -hmm. you know, whatever else happened. Good for him. That's yeah. probably better That's that for way. the best. Yeah. The river remained impassable until Christmas Eve when the temperature dropped down and the river froze again. Sadly, no one had told Guthrun of the deacon's fate. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dressed for the celebration at Mirka, Guthrun waited impatiently for the deacon to arrive. No. Yeah, it's very sad. There was a knock at Guthrun's door. Her sister answered it, but there was no one there. <gasps> I'm expecting someone, sister, Guthrun said <laughs> in excited annoyance. They probably want me to answer the door. <laughs> what? Does she think it's like a trick? <laughs> so they like saw that the sister wasn't gonna answer the door, and then like they like, like left. That's or, like, not the one I want. Hid behind a shrub or something. Wow. <laughs> Guthrun was in such a rush that she only put on one sleeve of her jacket as she stepped outside, and just wrapped the rest around her. Huh. That 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 better come back. Oh, it will. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Standing beside Foxy was a man, <laughs> all bundled up. <laughs> she assumed it must be the deacon and scuttled towards the house. Ooh. I like the verb choice a lot. <laughs> yeah, like a crab. <laughs> the man lifted her onto the horse and then mounted Foxy himself, taking the reins. Mm. Without saying a word to each other for some reason, they were off. The night was both bright and dark. As the clouds <laughs> kept obscuring the light from the full moon. Ooh, okay. Guthrun gripped tightly onto the man. Hot. Right? <laughs> Erotic. <laughs> <laughs> they were going so fast and her heart would skip every time it got too dark to see. Hmm. Foxy stumbled slightly over a small mound of earth and Guthrun planted her face into the back of the man. Cute. So she's got her arms around his torso and her face on his back. Oh, man. Which is... This is where it would be getting erotic, but <laughs> yeah. it's not going to. Uh -huh. I got a feeling. <laughs> or will it? I don't know. <laughs> Stunned and a little sore, she pulled her face from his back to notice his hat and scarves had fallen down, and she was looking into the back of his head. Which had a large jagged hole <gasps> with the grainy white of exposed bone brightly lit by the light of the moon. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> oh man, uh -huh. I'd be so pissed. 
Like that was like I'm having such a romantic moment. Uh-huh. This is like such a dreamy thing, putting your arm around the torso or your arms around the torso of the man you Gliding love that you're going to marry. Oh, uh huh. And then your back or your back, your your face is just like nestled against his back, and it's so like secure oh. and calm and dreamy. And you're like, like bam, it's a corpse. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, and he smells good, but he probably doesn't smell good. Uh-huh. <laughs> The moon is gliding across the sky. Death is riding. Can't you see a white spot in the back of my head? Garun, garun, said the deacon. Mm. Gutheran was paralyzed by fear. (laughs) She knew it was the deacon, but he couldn't say her name properly. Because Guth, in Icelandic, means God. (gasps) And the fact that the deacon could not say her name properly meant only one thing. Mm. He was dead and had returned as a menacing spirit. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, my gosh. This is a great story. Isn't it? I know. Wow. Yeah. What's going to happen next? What are you going to do? Gutheran? Gutheran? Are you going to run? Run, run, Gutheran. When they arrived at Mirka, in front of the church, the deacon said to Gutheran, Wait here, Garun, Garun, while I take Foxy Foxy out of the graveyard, graveyard. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know why he's he, skipping. Gutheran yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was sore from sitting so still during the long ride. She dismounted the horse and, wait- and watched as the deacon's body trudged toward an open grave in the cemetery. Oh, no. Finally... She shuddered and snapped out of her state of shock, running towards the church as fast as she could. Oh, my God. She stumbled manically (laughs) up the winding staircase to the bell tower, ringing the bells with all the strength she had. All of a sudden, she couldn't breathe. The deacon had his bony, skinless hands around her waist and mouth. Oh my Dragging God. her down the spiral stairs. No. Gutheran fought and kicked and almost broke free, but the deacon twisted his fingers into her hair <gasps> and dragged her by her hair towards the open grave <gasps> across the icy ground. She dug her heels into the soft dirt around the open grave, and when the deacon switched his grip, she, he grabbed the loose sleeve of Gutheran's shirt. Remember earlier when she put her jacket on wrong? She was so excited. Oh, thank God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The one that she hadn't had time to put on, Mm -hmm. and it ripped at the force of his pulling. The deacon lost his balance and fell into the grave, and the soft dirt around it fell on top of him. Gutheran crawled away from the grave, feeling her hands clench the hard, cold ground. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, Gutheran was back at the church and up the spiral stairs and ringing the bells. She kept ringing them and ringing them until people came to her aid. The people of Mirka told her that the deacon had been buried a week before mm. and that she needed rest. <laughs> Fair. Oh, man. <laughs> a nice family was willing to let her spend the night and get her a ride home in the morning. Oh, my gosh. That night... 
No, there's more. <laughs> yes. That is already the worst date. Ever. I know. <laughs> oh my god, like a week before you're supposed to see him for Christmas. Oh, god. no. Worst Christmas ever. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. That night, the deacon came to haunt her again, mm-hmm. knocking at the window of her bedroom. She screamed and screamed, but when the rest of the house woke up, there was nothing there but a scarf in a drift of snow next to the window. No. Gutheran could never be left alone. She was (laughs) haunted by the deacon for weeks. She couldn't keep a hold on reality. No. She didn't know what was real and what was paranoia. No one else ever saw the deacon, but the moment she was left alone, she would scream herself hoarse. No. Yeah. Gutheran. Uh-huh. Finally, a sorcerer from the neighboring Scarafurdus. <laughs> Thank God, Scarafurdus. Scarafurdus. Scarafurdus had a sorcerer. Uh-huh, Ooh. right? Isn't that... <laughs> sure. Weird. Okay. Uh, this, okay, sorcerer from Scarafurdus agreed to help Guthrun. He had a giant rock dug up from the ground and summoned the deacon's spirit in the dead of night. Guthrun couldn't stand seeing the deacon and screeched hysterically as the sorcerer condemned the deacon back to his grave and rolled the rock on top of it to keep his spirit there forever. Whoa. The rock is still <gasps> there. Stop. And you can visit it. You can visit it? You can visit it. <laughs> yes. It's on a farm where the church once stood and next to the cemetery. The deacon has been trapped there ever since that night. Unfortunately, it was too late for Gutheran. (gasps) The sight of the deacon that last time drove her completely insane. Oh, okay. That's Uh too bad. Mm -hmm. Sad. Locals believe that the deacon's spirit has stayed there, resting and waiting, and he will always stay there. Unless, of course, someone moves the rock. Mm, Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go there and move the rock. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. Isn't that a... It's super scary. It is. I... Yeah, I love the way it was written, too. It was very... Uh Ooh, I uh felt I was there. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was nice. A lot of them are usually not, you know, not written very well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I did see on Wikipedia that it had been made into a movie. What? Um, or or maybe it was supposed to be. I don't know for sure. But I, I didn't look too much into it. But um, they kind of like modernized it. And so the deacon is supposed to be like a badass like motorcycle rider. Was it <laughs> starring Nicholas Cage? <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll have to look more into that. I don't, because I, like, you know, I glanced at it and I didn't have time to. So they changed it from like Sleepy Hollow to like Leader of the Pack. Kind of yes, exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, isn't that scary though? I yeah. mean, it's like simple. It's very simple, mm-hmm. but it's scary. Yeah. And it's so sad. And, yeah. For the horse. For the girl, mm. even for the deacon. Oh, yeah. I mean, wow. he wasn't, like, he didn't do anything bad. Like, he, no. you know, like, a lot of the times it's, like, some shitty person mm-hmm. who dies and comes back. But, like, he just was so happy mm-hmm. and just, like, crossed the river at the wrong time. 
and then died. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's such so, so sad. Wow. Erotic, but sad. <laughs> <laughs> Someone should carve that into the rock. <laughs> Erotic, but sad. Yeah. I'm going to break my um, take only pictures, leave only footprints <laughs> rule of traveling and, and vandalize that rock. Yeah. <laughs> I approve. Nice. Good. Okay, good. Good. So today I'm going to talk about the, <laughs> all right, the lager flute worm, Ooh. Um, which sounds gross and yeah. it, it kind mm-hmm. of is. Mm-hmm. So in Icelandic folklore, obviously, Iceland, <laughs> uh, the lager float surmer, surmer. or oh. <laughs> lager flirt worm uh, is a lake monster purported to live in lager flute. <laughs> Uh, like your fur. <laughs> it really sounds like you're deflating as sure. you say it. <laughs> Lager flirt. Because <laughs> I am. Uh, so Lager flirt is a lake by the town of Egglestower. <laughs> you're so confident at the beginning of the. <laughs> Because it, because everything is more confident than the beginning. I know, I know. Their words are ridiculous. Uh, yes. Uh, no offense. No offense. <laughs> well, all languages are tough. Yeah. So lager flute. Okay, so I might just call it like lager flute because that's kind of close to it. Whatever. I don't know. Okay, so lager. I mean, I'm not going to laugh every time you say it. I think we'll I've, see. I've got. <laughs> I think it's out of my system for now. We'll see. <laughs> okay, so lager flute, uh, the body of water, is a freshwater, below sea level, glacial fed lake, Ooh. which has very poor visibility oh. as a result of siltation, <laughs> uh, which is like sediment. Yeah. Um, I was picturing like crystal clear, <laughs> bright blue Fiji water. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Uh, so apparently no. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, so the creature itself is described as longer than a bus or 40 feet long. Oh my god. Uh, 12 meters. And has also been reported outside the water, lying coiled up or slithering into the trees. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Why do all of these water animals also go on land? Like, it's not fair. They want to make sure that you're not safe no matter what you mm. do. <laughs> Um, so according to most accounts, the monster resembles other known lake monsters, such as the Ogopogo in Canada and Champ in Lake Champlain hmm. uh, in New York. Right. It is described as a long, worm-like creature, uh, sure. and as cryptozoologists might say, it would be classified uh, as a lake monster of the many humps variety, <laughs> which I had to look up because I was like, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> what? <laughs> the standard of laugh is scientific. <laughs> oh. Oh, my, my humps, my humps, my many, many humps, <laughs> my lager flute humps. Uh, so, so it's it's from the many humps variety rather than a long neck type, such like as Nessie? the Loch Ness monster. Yes, which um, so the Loch Ness monster more resembles 
a swimming brachiosaurus, yes, you know? Yes, um, So the many hump characteristically arches its body in a series of humps above water level, hence the name. Right. So you see just a bunch of little, yeah, little yeah. humps. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so the legend of the worm is arguably first mentioned in the entry for year 1345 Ugh. in Icelandic annals. Uh, specifically the Skalvolts Annal. And although the text only refer- refers to the sighting as a, quote, wonderful thing, <laughs> uh, or a marvel, uh-huh. and not specifically a worm. So mm. the thing is seen in Lagerflut. Uh, it looks like... <laughs> Maybe it was a worm thing, and they just read it wrong. <laughs> a worm <laughs> What a worm thing. <laughs> Wormderful. That sounds like an Icelandic that word. That does sound like an Icelandic <laughs> word. Oh, God. So the, so the quote one, Wormderful thing, uh, seen in Lagerflut, uh, looked like either islands or humps out of the water, distanced hundreds of fathoms apart. Oh. Uh, which makes it seem a lot bigger than 40 feet. Yeah. Um, but no one saw that it had either a head or a tail. So they just saw these little humpy things. So. Well, that's true. Worms don't have either either. <laughs> They're just lumps at the end. Either either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the creatures were documented in annals with some frequency in subsequent times as well. So for a long time, people were talking about these Weird. things. And I, I love this too. So the map of Iceland attributed to Bishop, oh, good Lord, <laughs> Gubrander... Porlickson, <laughs> uh, engraved in... <laughs> is that a P? Goobrender? I don't know, actually. It's a weird P, but it has a line it's on a... So it's like a half B, half P? It's a, a little B, a little P put together? <laughs> it's, a, it's a letter that's certainly not in our <laughs> alphabet. <laughs> Goobrander. <laughs> Goobrander. Porlickson. Porlickson. God, I uh, hope that's not how it's said. <laughs> <laughs> I first the first time I read that I read it as porklixin, <laughs> which is even worse. Yes. <laughs> Don't skim. Ooh, <laughs> you gotta wow. read it. Yeah, especially if it's a language you are not familiar with. <laughs> Take oh. it syllable by syllable. Yeah. So he so he created this map and then it was engraved in 1585 by cartographer Abraham Ortelius. Um, Okay. <laughs> it has another little sneaky peeky of this uh, many humped monster. So the map bears inspect <laughs> the annals of the many humped monster. <laughs> God. <laughs> so the map bears inscription next to Lagerflut, stating that quote. So in this lake appears a large serpent, which are a menace to the inhabitants and appear when some memorable event is imminent. Oh. End quote. So a briefer inscription, noting only a serpent of great size, is found on a Mercator map 10 years later in 1595. So I love it because yeah. this thing was so ingrained in culture or seen so many times uh-huh. that it ended up on maps with the whole, like, here be monsters kind of thing. That's what I was picking. When you said many humps, I was like, where have I seen that before? I can picture it. Oh, my God. It's a map. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, like, look out if you're going to yes, be going through the lake. Yes, I, I have seen that before. 
It's wild. I, put, I think, you know, did you ever draw maps when you were a kid? Like, make up where treasures were and, yes. like, stupid things like that. And put little X's. I did that, spots. and I always put a little, like, I thought it was a dragon on it, <laughs> but, like, you know, like a hump, hump, hump. Maybe it was a lager skirt. Lager's flirt. Well, I drew it with a head for <laughs> sure. Forgetting the name. Yeah. Like a head of a dragon. Yes. <laughs> well, okay. Okay. So, Bishop <laughs> Otter Einarsen, uh, he did a book. <laughs> Contains an account, so oh. it sounds like a book. Okay. Um. So Bishop Otter Otter Einerson, in his book, Qualiskunk <laughs> Descriptio Island Day, um, from fifteen eighty nine, also contains an account of a lager float monster. Uh, probably the same serpent. <laughs> that. What you just read is uh, a sentence long. And it, <laughs> and it was such a struggle. It's a wild ride. Yeah. Oh, it's a many humped ride. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, That's man. wonderful. I love this. All right. So a description of a supposed river serpent that dwelled in Lagerfloot River occurs mm. in Demirabilibus... <laughs> Island Day. <laughs> that is what it says. Mirabilibus. Demirabilibus. <laughs> is this Latin? <laughs> it seems that way because, like, Island Day. Like, that right, looks like that it. looks like Latin. So, I'm call, sorry. Call a skunky. <laughs> These are like, yeah. um. <laughs> These sound like Harry Potter spells. <laughs> if I were doing a Harry Potter spell, it would rebound immediately. It's called a skunky. Not doing this right. Demirabilibus Island Day. It's like when Harry does the flu powder and it takes him to nocturnality. Like, how did you fuck up so bad? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay, man. Right. Anyway, so, anyway. Um, let's start that sentence again. <laughs> Where were we? A description of a supposed river serpent mm -hmm. that dwelled in Lagerfloot uh, River uh -huh. occurs in Demirabilibus Island Day, uh -huh. Chapter 6, written by the Bishop Gisley Odson. <laughs> Odson. <laughs> Good lord. Oh, okay. it's, everything's better. Oh, it's wonderful. Our accent. I can't wait to go to Iceland and offend absolutely everybody. <laughs> I know, I was reading about the singing Gisli Odson. But... <laughs> uh, so, okay, so the river serpent written by Gisli Odson mm -hmm. uh, in 1638. Uh -huh. And the serpent was referred to as a strandworm in the Norwegian language. And opinions differed on how many humps or uh, bends, curvatures it had, varying, uh, some were given as one, two, or three. 
Okay. And it was blamed for making the river overflow and causing the ground and houses to shake. Well, that sounds like an earthquake. It does sound like an earthquake. <laughs> uh, okay. okay. Which is ridiculous. Sure. So, <laughs> this is my favorite. Like, where could this thing have come from? Do right. we Do we have a story? We do. Yes, we do have a story. Thank God. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> so, a folktale published by John Arneson... Uh, in 1862, collected from a schoolgirl of Mullisisla in 1845, tells the story of the great serpent in Lagerflut, which originally started out as a small heath worm or heath snake before it grew into unmanageable size. Oh. So a heath worm is actually a type of snail or black slug. <laughs> Ew. So we're not even talking snake here. We're talking slug. Not even, not even a worm. Right? It's a snake. Oh, that's There's it? a picture of a slug. Oh, I thought that was a poop. No, it's not a poop. It's a slug. Oh, I see it's a little antenna. <laughs> oh, gross. So the, the this little girl had been given a gold ring by her mother and was instructed that the best way to profit from the gold was to place it under a heath worm or slug, which is supposedly an Icelandic folklore thing like you do that to make your gold whatever um more so she did this (laughs) put it in the top of her linen chest for a few days but then found that the little um oh i forgot to this little the little worm Uh which sometimes it's called a dragon Oh. Which doesn't make any sense to no, me. No, because it's still just a slug. It's just a slug, <laughs> yeah. Um, but then suddenly they call it like a dragon. But we'll, I, I think that I have more description of that later. So okay. we'll, we'll get into that. Okay. So it had grown so large that it had broken open the chest. Oh my god. So instead of the gold multiplying, oh. this slug was getting bigger. That is the worst. <laughs> yep. So frightened, she threw both it and the gold into the lake, mm. where the heathworm continued to grow and terrorize the uh, countryside, spitting poison and killing people and animals. What? Right? Why? Seems wild. Who did the? Who? Who did you wrong? Was it Slug? like angry that the little girl didn't love it anymore or care oh, about yeah. it? Well, um, who would? <laughs> you're a slug. You're a monster. Uh, so two. I hate <laughs> two Finns, uh, Finnish people, oh. so two Finns uh-huh. were called in to destroy it and retrieve the gold, and they said that they had managed to tie its head and tail to the bottom of the lake, but it was impossible to kill because there was a still larger dragon underneath. None of this makes any sense what? to me, but <laughs> like, uh, apparently there was another one already there or who knows what what yeah did this had this happened before someone Let me, someone else threw the slug in the water <laughs> uh, a different slug though maybe <sighs> I, I mean if your slug kept growing like, I would that was just, a thing that happened to multiple people yeah just pour salt on it <laughs> i'm just kidding Shrivel that's it up. very very Shrivel mean. it up yeah so appearances of the creature in the open was considered important for harsh season or Fodder grass crop failure. So Ooh. it's a harbinger of doom. Right, right, right. Um, so there has been a suggestion that this is a corruption of the lore surrounding creatures from Norse mythology, namely the Mugaro serpent and Fenris wolf. 
Okay. With okay. some elements of Fafnir, the gold hoarding dragon. Ooh. Uh, so, similarity to that overgrown dragon uh, in Ragnar's saga uh, mm-hmm. has also been noted. For in the saga, the dragon also grew large along with its gold. Uh, so that's, I think that's why it's kind of like uh-huh. dragon or worm uh-huh. or okay. slug. Okay. It's all kind of okay. put together. Well, it still doesn't explain the extra dragon <laughs> in the water. Uh, no, it doesn't. That sounds like one of those things, though, that like the Finnish guys that were called in, they were like, we can't, we can't do yeah. this. They're and like, so they're we like, we can't do it. There's another dragon down there. <laughs> right. Like, we were able to get, we were able to do it. We could uh-huh, do it. Uh-huh. But there was another you'll bigger one. So you'll probably still see it. <laughs> like, they're just big old liars. <laughs> uh, which wonder, makes sense to me. I wonder why they had to call fins in. Like, is that specific? Because that's a, that's a journey for them. It is, yeah. I mean, it's a journey for anyone to get to Iceland. But... And at that time? Yeah. Like, that was written yeah. so long ago, so... Wild. Interesting. Wild. So, let's get on to modern sightings. Yes. So, the Lagerflut worm uh, has been sighted several times in modern times, including in 1963. Mm. So, in 1963, Sigurr Blondel, head of the National Forest Service, mm. witnessed a long streak that moved along the water, rising and falling above the water level. Mm. As a man of science, mm-hmm. he was never he has never been able to fully explain what it was he saw. So he's a forest service guy. Like he sees right. everything. Right. Um I, so I like I trust that. Yes, me too. Uh so then in 1998, a group of students and a teacher in Hellormstower School, located along the river, witnessed a similar mysterious stationary long snake-like streak in the river. Serious, stationary, long, snake-like streak What in the a river. bunch of adjectives. <laughs> right? Uh, so the sighting lasted for over 10 minutes. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So it wasn't just like a... Like a blip, like a UFO, like blip. Yeah. And like then it's gone. gone. No. 10 minutes. 10 full, full minutes. Time. So like... Okay. A minute is a And it was a time. teacher, too. It wasn't just students. Right. So it's not just I would not lying trust. children. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in 1983... Contractors laying a telephone cable measured a long shifting mass near the eastern shore when performing preliminary depth measurements. And when they later retrieved the non-functional cable, found that it was broken where it had lain over the anomaly. What? Right? Oh my god. So this this is a, a quote from one of the guys. This cable that was specially engineered so it wouldn't kink was wound in several places and badly torn and damaged in 22 different places. <gasps> I believe we dragged the cable directly over the belly of the beast, unless it was through his mouth. Oh. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> uh, so that's wild. I Holy like shit. that. Yeah. Um, oh. Also, that's terrifying that they were doing these like depth measurements and stuff and like saw something uh-huh. and it was moving uh-huh. too. Uh-huh. Um, a large shifting mass. Yeah. Uh, don't mm, I would not be interested in that. They were probably no. like, oh, it's just a malfunction, and then their Mm-mm. big old cable was broken. Oh my god. Um, so a sightseeing boat named Lagerflut Sormermern. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sormerin. There we go. Sormerin. Sormermern. <laughs> Lagerflut Sormermern. <laughs> I can't do it all you together. Sound like I can't. Rose doing the 
the the fruit wine commercial. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Saying um uh, get a glass of <laughs> Herb Ertflinger or some whatever his the the guy's name that she's <laughs> Bert Hurtfucker. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So a sightseeing boat named Lagerflirt Sermerin beginning operations on the lake in 1999 um, and the Gunnar Gunnarsson Institution in Cirklauster seek to preserve the traditions of the Lagerflirt worm for cultural and tourism purposes. So you can go to these places and Cool. Uh, learn about him, which cool. I also like. So, wild. 2012. February 2012. That was very recent. Yes. The Icelandic national broadcaster, RUV, um, <laughs> published a video thought to show the Lagerflirt worm swimming in snow-covered icy water. But according to a frame-by-frame analysis of the footage by Finland-based researcher Misa... McCune, the film object actually made no progress through the water, although optical illusion made it appear to propel forward. So the phenomena could be explained by a flimsy, inanimate object, such as a frozen fishing net, uh, being moved by rapid current. Hmm. Despite this, in 2012, an Icelandic panel voted by a 7-6 to six margin to authenticate the video as genuine, awarding money to the filmmaker. This received <laughs> criticism, <laughs> obviously, uh, as an attempt to attract visitors for crypto-tourism, which it worked because I want to go there Whatever, so yeah, badly. I immediately want to go and see it. <laughs> Who cares? Right? Whatever. It, I, I know that, you know, most of these things are fake, but yeah. who cares? It's fun. Yeah, if, I mean, who, like, you're not, like, tricking people, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If people want to believe in something, they'll believe in it, <laughs> whether it's been, um... Scientifically disproven <laughs> yeah, or not. Yes. <laughs> We've learned a lot of that lately. Uh-huh. Um, so in August 2014, an Icelandic Truth Commission reported that members were divided about the video, but saw no reason to, to doubt the existence of the creature. So the video might be fake, but the creature is probably real. <laughs> That's right. I like that. I love it. All right. So then there are some <laughs> suggested explanations of what is going on through all of this. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, let's get mm-hmm. into that. Okay. So John Arneson remarked that there were non-believers of the worm at this in his time in the 19th century, who offered the rational explanation that clumps of foam drifting past could be mistaken by false witnesses. That seems improbable to me, but... It seems disgusting. I mean, if it's far enough away, maybe. Yeah. So, Helgi Halgrimson <laughs> is 73 years old. Oh. He is a biologist educated at the University of Göttingen in Germany and in Edinburgh, Scotland. As an expert in Lagerflirt, uh, he is as reliable as they come. So he has spent years researching and studying the lake and the river mm-hmm. uh, and recently published a book on the subject. So um, so this is all written by Sveen Berker Bjornsson. Wow. Yeah. What an Icelandic What name. a wonderful name. Yeah. Okay, so he writes... We met with Halgrimson in his home to learn the basics of Lagerflirt wormology. 
Wormology <laughs> is real? I don't know. Many humpology. <laughs> I love it. Sounds fake. Probably real. Yeah. Um, so he talks slowly and, oc- and occasionally pauses to smoke his pipe. Exactly um, how I picture it. So this is a quote from Helgi. Great. Uh, <laughs> centuries ago, when people first started referring to the worm, the word had a wider definition. It was used in much the same way as we use the word monster today, he explains. There, oh. the, right. Uh, <laughs> there are different descriptions of the thing. It is usually depicted as being long and narrow, but sometimes it is described more like a dragon. Helgrimson says that the worm often draws comparison to the Loch Ness Monster, which is obviously the most famous lake monster of them all. Yeah. Uh, here he is talking again. There are some similarities between Lake Lagerfurt and Loch Ness. Both lakes are long and narrow, about equal in size, and both are very turbid, so visibility is very limited. In Halgrimson's opinion, we should draw a distinction between the urban legends surrounding the worm and actual accounts of worm sightings. Uh, quote, we should be careful not to confuse the two. The legends are just that, legends. The sightings, however, are actual occurrences that need explanation. People see a lot of things in the lake, and when there is no obvious explanation for what it is, people will use the worm as an explanation. As it happens, Lagerflut is full of natural phenomena that might require explanation. Hmm. The bottom is a rich source of methane gas, which is formed when plants and biodegradable uh, matters rot in the oxygen-deprived conditions. So the gas is trapped under thick layers of silt on the bottom, and when the silt breaks, the gas rises from the bottom in large quantities, and when it does, it can blow columns of water up in the air, raise giant bubbles, thrust up a lot of material from the bottom, and even break the light in a different way than the air around it, forming optical illusions. Oh, this is wild! Yeah, this is wild. I have never, never, <laughs> never, never in my life heard of water doing this. Yeah, I mean, like I've I've heard of like like oh natural phenomena yeah. and like things bu- bubbling up from the bottom, yeah. but like but the, not like water jets, yeah. like in a lake. Yeah, right, and like causing actual optical illusions is yeah. just uh, interesting, wild. So ice from the surrounding mountains, tree trunks, and veg- and vegetation from the neighboring forest, how more stuggers, <laughs> There's no way I'm going to get it. So from the neighboring forest uh, and other physical objects are also known to find their way into the river and gather in big tangles where the currents shift and where the river me- meets the lake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So these tangles can easily make a mysterious shape or the form of a mythical creature. Hmm. Helgrimson says these phenomena could explain many of the reported sightings, but not all. He believes that the myth of the worm can be divided into three categories. One, legends drawn from urban myths of dragons and witchcraft. Two, natural phenomena such as gas and vegetation, which are facts. Mm-hmm. And three, paranormal phenomena, sightings that are beyond the scope of scientific understanding. <gasps> Love it. I, I love, love this old man. I hope he's still alive. <laughs> I know. I want to I <laughs> talk to him. Um, so then he says, There are sightings that cannot fully be explained by reason. Uh, my opinion is that these are paranormal activities, much like people who claim to see ghosts, elves, and hidden people. That is why some sightings can't be explained and why some people can see the worm. As a scientist, I have not... I have at least not been able to fully explain this. Uh, I ask how his, 
this, oh, so this is back to the writer. Mm -hmm. I ask how this opinion adheres to his scientific training, if this is something he believes as a biologist. Uh, and he says, I think there are a lot of things that we cannot explain by science. I have not found any conclusive explanation for life, for example. I don't believe this to... Uh, I don't believe this to be all just a big coincidence. Mm. So after some consideration and a few puffs of the pipe, he <laughs> adds, if I am right, and this is a paranormal activity, I think we would be better off by forming a good relationship with it. Yes. I think we need to treat it with proper respect, and yes. we should certainly not use its legacy to make a profit. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, we yes, and I'm like, wait, because I want to go to the gift shop. Right. <laughs> And we were both just like, who cares? Bring the tourists, whatever. <laughs> like, okay, maybe not. But we don't count as right. tourists. No, right? we're cryptozoologists. <laughs> Investigators. We're researchers. <laughs> at least. <laughs> we're not good at it, but, <laughs> but we, we want, do it. We want to learn. We want, we want to, to bring be. it to the people. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so that's what I have in the Lagerfleet worm. That is wild. I know. What a crazy story. I love it just to to hear about um, Helgi, Helgi yes. Helgramsen, because yes. that's... This is like I the best it. explanation of anything paranormal that I've ever heard. Yes. From like a scientist. Yeah. I love it. Because it's, it's way more synced than us being like, it's probably not real, but like, could it be real? But it might be. <laughs> Probably not real, but I believe in it. So. <laughs> um, oh, that's really cool. So, anyway. looking for things in Iceland, though, also, uh -huh. I was met with a ton of like little little bits. Yes, um, which I loved, and tons of places to visit. Yes, did you? You also saw these? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So I saw a bunch of things. Like there were a bunch of things. That I was like, oh yeah, that sounds really cool. And then <laughs> there just wasn't enough. Yes. So there's. Um, oh my gosh. So oh there's my... this thing called the Elf School that you can go to. Um, I think I know about this. Which is still Yes, I happening. know. I know about this. What? Where did I hear about this? Oh my god. Oh god. It said like deja vu, but it's all like shadows. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I think it was um the show... There was a, it was a travel show. It might have been the one with Richard Iowati where he took like a celebrity. Yeah, well, was British celebrity. <laughs> so people we didn't know. But it was sometimes people I knew, but most of the time it wasn't. But he went mm -hmm. to Iceland with someone, and I think they did this. I would love to do yes. this. I was reading all like about it. You take it. a test. Yeah, yeah. You get a certification at yes. the end. So you like sign up, and then you go to this place, and you're there for I think it's about three hours. Uh huh. And you can just go by yourself or you can like bring a group but with, mm -hmm. with COVID things are a little different. Mm -hmm. Um, but so you go there and then they teach you about Icelandic elves mm -hmm. for hours <laughs> and then they make you take a test at the end. And I'm guessing that everybody gets it. I would hope so. Because then you get a certification card mm -hmm. that you did this course and oh my gosh, does yeah. it sound fun. Yeah. And they were like talking about how like your the price includes um oh my gosh, where is it? Here we go. 
So it's $64 per person. Everything in, is included in that little payment. This is directly from their website, <laughs> theelfschool.com. Uh, so you get the 70-page study book in English or German or Swedish, uh, depending on what you want. Mm -hmm. You get coffee or tea. You get, quote, the best bread in the country. <laughs> And pancakes with jam and whipped cream for those that like that. This is, again, quote, for, okay, so for those that like that, and then in parentheses, believe us, everybody loves that. <laughs> and some chocolate biscuit as dessert with orange juice or Coke or apple juice in the end. What a weird... And, of course, you get a certificate <laughs> uh -huh. in the far end, I mean, they say. <laughs> the honor of attending this class alone is worth the $64, I, I think. So cute. And I think that, uh, from what I was reading, you could, like, if you have a small group, you can just have the class for you guys, oh which is very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It just, That's yeah, normally wonderful. three to four hours long. It's beautiful. Uh yeah. So Half price for ten and under ten and under. Yeah. Nice. Uh, we can pretend to be ten. I'm <laughs> <laughs> ten. Uh but yeah, no, it looks so cute. Yeah. So that looked amazing. And then there was also this thing uh so the ghost center. Uh I think Yeah. So okay, so it's this. It's called IcelandicWonders.is, uh, the website, okay. and so it, it covers two different places, and one is Icelandic ghosts. So you can go there, and it's like this kind of creepy experience where you walk in, and um, I I don't know. I read some reviews that weren't like super great, oh. but um, like you go into this place, and like they have creepy stuff all around you. Like you know, it's like a two-headed two lamb. lamb, which is freaky. That is. Weird. Um, is it like a haunted house? Kind of, oh. yeah. But then, but it also supposedly has like plaques and stuff that tell you real things. Oh, okay. Like um, um the Bigfoot place up north. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Mystery Town, USA. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So and then they also have so they have Icelandic ghosts and then they have Icelandic elves and so you can go and like learn about the elves, oh. um, because that's everywhere. Yeah. I just watched mm -hmm. that. Um, oh my gosh, it's a fake Eurovision. Uh, with Rachel McAdams oh. and um, I keep on say Steve Carell. That's not his name. Uh, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Yeah. Will Ferrell, and they're like going to Eurovision. But her character, like, get, goes to these little elf houses, which are apparently everywhere, mm -hmm. um, and like gives little biscuits oh and drinks to them uh, for luck. So anyway, yeah, there's there's elves everywhere in in that like northern European culture. Yeah. I, yeah, it sounds like such, I mean, not a, crazy, crazy, but like, <laughs> different than us, which yeah. everything is, because uh, yeah, we don't have culture. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> anyway, so that's it. That's what that we know about Iceland. was very fun. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess this is where we say, see you later, ghouls and boys. Bye. Bye. Um, what was I even saying?